0: You do not have to suffer silently or alone. 1212 Ministries has resources available to your church so that you can get plugged in and find community. No matter what stage of this journey you're in, we want to equip the church to come alongside of you and support you as you navigate this season. Please reach out to 1212 Ministries to learn more about how your church can get connected.
1: Rachel welcome to the podcast. Thank
0: you. So We're excited to be here with you.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited about this and I just I appreciate you so much. Love your heart. Love just like your mission and just all the things that you do and so I'm just grateful for the opportunity to talk with you today. Oh thank you. You are so welcome. Okay you guys let me tell you a little bit about Rachel and and full transparency I really don't know Rachel very well we served together for you know kind of a short period of time just you know at our church and I just could always tell like there was just something different about her you know and that she just had this like really willingness just spirit like I felt like her spirit was like always yes and I was like I wish I had that that's nice (laughs) You know, and, and she's just like such a leader and has just a passion for people and for God's people. And so, you know, I don't know, just Rachel, the Lord is doing something through you, which I think is so cool. And I just, I love seeing like all that he is doing. I love that you are just like stepping out and just being like, Hey, this is who God has called me to be. I'm me. And this is it. And I just think that that's so wonderful. And all of us could like learn a huge lesson from that, because I think, you know, especially in this, you know, season of just life and in the culture is like, everyone feels like we can't be who God has called us to be. And I think that you do that exceptionally well. And it's just like, hey, this is me and this is who God's called me to be. And I'm going to be that. And so I just respect that. So I just think that that's amazing. And I love that so much.
0: Oh, yeah, I I appreciate you saying that. And I, I think that is really important for us to get to that place, because a lot of us aren't there. And I literally just got here. So I'm sitting here on the other side now, knowing that it took me a while to get to this place where, like, I'm confident in this woman of God, um, the, or this woman that God has called me to be, I'm confident in like my gifts and my talents and my abilities and all the things that God is like, no, Rachel, that's what you need to be doing. Because for so long, I was trying to like create this version of myself mm-hmm. that I thought I wanted to be, or I thought like I was supposed to be. And I always had this sense of like, mm, this is not it, Rachel, like it's something else for you because I was just walking in what I thought I should be instead of really the person that God truly called me to be. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Okay. Cause that's, that's really our topic. You guys today is like, we are talking about just walking boldly in your true identity. Rachel has a book. She, I mean, she's just so great. And we're, I promise we're going to get into all of that, (laughs) but Rachel, I would love for you just to share like a little bit about you, about your story. Just, yeah, just a little bit about you.
0: Yes. So, um, I am down here in Dallas, Texas. I've been down here for about five years and I originally moved from what well, was born and raised in small town, Illinois, went to school in Iowa for a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not meant for this small town Midwest girl vibe. Like I'm just about to pick up and move to Texas. <laughs> so I picked up, moved to Texas. Um, didn't know anybody. I've been down here ever since. So about five years now. Um, and when I got down here, like I was saying a little bit earlier, I was trying to like, create this dream for myself, create this person that I thought I wanted to be because nobody really knew me down here. So I had the opportunity to be and do whatever I wanted. And so I went right into corporate America straight out of college. I was like, okay, I I made it. Like I got some money in my pocket, like got my degree. I'm young. I can do what I want to do. And then I was like, "Mm, okay, well, this is not all that it's cracked up to be like, I don't I don't really like this life that I'm living and so uh, I think I was around 21 22 ish at the time Um, and then all of these things like I guess really bad things I would say started happening to me Um, I ended well I had met my biological parents because i am adopted and I met my biological parents a few years before I moved down to Texas and so around the time I moved to Texas there was just like a lot of like drama surrounding that relationship um, meeting my siblings all of that. And so that was like a big part of my life. And it was just like, I felt like everything around me was crumbling. Like I had l- ended up losing my job. Like I was into it with my parents. And so I was just like super like empty, I guess you would say. I felt really empty. And so that was the point where I really had to start believing. <laughs> like I had all of this, I guess I thought I had faith kind of growing up. So I was in church. My mom kept us in church. She was strong woman of faith, but this was the first time that I actually really had to have faith on my own, Um, and when that happened and all of these crazy events were transpiring in my life, that's when I really got on the path of like, okay, Rachel, like, you've been trying to do this yourself the whole time, and you can't do this yourself the whole time, so so we need somebody, and that person for me was God, and that really kind of started the whole trajectory of where I've been able to get today.
1: Oh, so good, okay, I'm like, tell us more, because it's just, you know, that, Cause again, I, a hundred percent, I relate to you because I, again, full transparency, like I just turned 40 and I just got to this place where it's like, it is really okay to be who God has made me, Yeah, you know, like, I don't have to try. I don't have to, I just have to do my best. God will do the rest and, mm-hmm. and just keep it moving. And so what did, what did that transition look like, you know, for you?
0: I think for me, it was just, I got to a place where I was stripped of like everything that I had used to build my sense of identity for so long. So like the accolades, the money, like all of these things, because growing up, I things came easy to me. Like I was good in school. I, you know, got scholarships to go to college, like all of these things just came really easily to me. And this was the first time where I just like, didn't know what my next step was. The first, I just did not know what I was going to do next. And that wasn't like me. I always had a plan, A, B, C, D, all of those. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I don't have a plan. So what, what, what are we doing, God? Like what are we doing? So I like started fasting I was just fasting and praying every day because I didn't know like what else I was supposed to do. And especially because I was down here by myself. And I think that was really, really good for me because I didn't have all of those distractions to turn to. So it was literally just me and God. Um, And then, I ended up joining one community church because I did not have community. I was down here by myself. So I found my community there. Um, And then around that time is when I lost my biological mom and my biological brother, like six weeks apart. So I'm like, dealing with this really, really hard stuff. And I'm really glad that I actually did join around that time because I had somebody to turn to. Um, And that's when I actually started going through counseling, like I was fasting. That was the first time I really took the time to discover like who Rachel really was Mm -hmm. and not the person that Rachel had tried to be for so long. So I really think fasting and praying and having that sense of community around me was like the biggest step towards figuring it all out, as we say. (laughs)
1: Yes, and so what does what does freedom look like to you now?
0: Freedom for me really is being confident in that person that God has called me to be because I think that all of us are blessed with different skills and talents and gifts and abilities and all of these things, but we don't really know how all those things are supposed to work together and we have like all gone through different life circumstances some of them have been very traumatic for us some of them maybe not so traumatic but whatever it is we've all been through different life circumstances that make us who we are and i think we don't always understand why these things happen to us or what we're supposed to be learning from those things and i think you get to a certain point where you're like okay I'm going to embrace all of these bad things that have happened to me that people have have been telling me I should be ashamed of. So whether it's, you know, for me, it was sexual assault or, you know, growing up with my adoptive dad being on drugs or like having this really bad relationship with my biological parents, all of these things that people tell you you should be ashamed of. When you get to a place where you're like, yeah, that happened to me, but I'm going to embrace that. And I'm going to figure out what in the world God was trying to get me to learn from those things and use those to help other people. And I think when you're able to walk in that, that's when you have reached the point of freedom because you're not being held bondage to all of these things that have happened to you and all of these life circumstances that try to tell you like, you're not good enough. Like you can't do this. You can't be like that person that you see on stage. Instead of saying that and embracing what God has blessed you with, that's when you're able to boldly walk in who he really wants you to be. Wow, Rachel, that's awesome.
1: So good. I'm like fire. <laughs> I love that. Okay. And I I really want to know because I love that you're some of your favorite Bible verses and just, you know, Romans 8.28. And I just would love to know like what what that verse has either done for you or what that verse means to you. Like I just would love your perspective on Romans 8.28.
0: Yeah, that's literally one of my favorite verse. Well, the whole book of Romans to me is (laughs) amazing. But but 828 is so good to me because it's like when we're going through life or like these things are happening to us or we're looking and and experiencing different things, we don't always realize what they're for. We don't always realize that like there's a plan on the other side of it and God is using all that. Um, And a lot of the times we feel broken and we don't think that God can use somebody like us because you're looking at other people that have like, come out of their pain and they've been able to move past it and they've been able to turn it into something beautiful. But when you're in that moment, you don't feel like that. Like you're only feeling all of the bad stuff. You're only feeling all of the pain. So you can't always see on the other side of it. But just looking to Romans 8, 28 reminds me that no, like God really does have a purpose and plan for all of these things that have happened to me, regardless of the good, regardless of the trauma, like there is a plan on the other side of it. So just reminding myself as I'm going through these trials, and going through these tribulations like no god is still in the mix of this and he's still working through it
1: yes thank you for sharing that and and friends i would typically read the bible verse but i want to encourage you to open your bible today and go look it up yourself go read romans 8 28 and just you know really allow the lord to just speak to you and speak to your heart because it's so good but yes rachel thank you yes yeah so good (laughs) Rachel, now tell us about your book. I want to know all of the things about your book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all of the things. You know what's crazy is I had somebody read it the other day and they reached out to me. I, I did not know them. They were like giving my book from somebody that bought it. And they were like, girl, after I read this book, like, I feel like I know you. Like, I feel like we're best friends. <laughs> <because> <laughs> yes. In the book, I li- that's what I want. Like anybody that picks it up, I want them to feel like we're homegirls, we're friends. Like I'm having a conversation with you and telling you like, no girl, I've been through this. Like you can make it through this. Um, and really in my book, all I'm doing is trying to encourage women to learn like who you really are in Christ. Because I think that that is just, the base of everything else until you know who you are in christ you can't really understand what you are placed on this earth to do or to Mm -hmm. be and so what i try to do in the book is really just detail some of the things that i've been through in life and what they've tried to tell me about myself so for example one of the first chapters I talk about my relationship with my adoptive dad, or yeah, my adoptive dad growing up and how he was literally like my everything, my hero, like I loved my dad, I was a daddy's girl. Um, and then he started struggling with the drug addiction when I was about four four or five-ish and that kind of just changed our entire relationship so this man that I had put so much faith in like my first love if you think about it like that's my daddy he completely like turned and he was no longer that man that I needed and how I tried to replace that love I needed from my dad with other men um, and how I was trying to get that feeling of being special and being loved from my dad and trying to find it in other places. And once I realized, like, oh, that's what I was doing, <laughs> then I was able to realize like what I actually did need and didn't need other people to replace it for me, but instead look to God. But there's a lot of situations that we go through. A lot of women have, you know, have daddy issues. So there's just like different situations that I've been through in life and what You know, naturally they were telling me about myself, but when I got to a place and I can like grow past it and look past it, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm really looking for. And this was the hole that I was trying to fill. And really just teaching other women that regardless of what that situation is, we can't fill it with other things. The only thing we can really fill it with is God.
1: Yes. So cool. Rachel, thank you. You're so amazing. I'm so (laughs) glad to talk with you. You're so amazing keep just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you really are making an impact in th- this is just great.
0: Thank you. And yes.
1: Yeah. You're awesome.
0: Thank you. Really, honestly, all I want to do is be that person that I wish I would have had. Like I tell people that all the time growing up as a, a teenager and a young woman in my early twenties, like if I had somebody like, like me back then, <laughs> I could have avoided a lot, a lot of the things that I did and ended up in. And so I just wish that I had that mentor. I had that, that strong woman that was able to be like, no, girl, like this is the, the path that you need to take. Because I know a lot of us struggle with identity, even if it's mm-hmm. not like a traumatic event that you've been through. Like a lot of people struggle with identity and just trying to figure out exactly who they are. And that leads us to a lot of bad decisions sometimes in life because we're always trying to find things to define ourselves and fill these holes that we have. Um, And I think if we learn early on (laughs) that we need to try to fill those holes with God, then we can save ourselves a lot of heartache. So I really just try to reach back and and be that person that I needed.
1: Love that. And Rachel, how can everybody find you online or on your socials? Let us know.
0: Yes. So the easiest way to get a hold of me... Facebook, Instagram, on Facebook, I'm just Rachel Williams. Um, On Instagram, it's Rachel Williams underscore. I always have to spell out Rachel because my parents put an extra letter in it. Um, It's Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, Williams underscore. Um, And then of course my website, I'm always available there too, www.rachelswilliams.com.
1: Perfect. We will include those in the show notes for sure. But now I have your final two. Because this podcast is all about Matthew five sixteen and letting your light shine for the Lord, and I truly believe that God uses our story to change the world. So, how did your puzzle pieces lead you to where you are today?
0: You know that that's such a loaded question. <laughs> if you think about it, you know. I know I love that. Everybody says
1: that. It's my favorite.
0: <laughs> so many puzzle pieces, right? Uh, there's so many puzzle pieces, but I think. The biggest thing for me is just being able to turn pain into purpose. And it even goes back to Romans eight twenty eight. Like, yeah. again, that's my favorite scripture, but really just being able to turn pain into purpose because God allows things to happen for a reason. And really all it is, is to point back to the glory of God. So if I can use myself and my story to inspire somebody else and point them to God, that's really all that matters. Like at the end of the day, the book sales are great. The speaking engagements are great. All of these other things that he's allowed me to do are great, but the root of it all is my purpose is to continue to lead people back to Christ and to shine the glory of God.
1: Yeah. So good. And then I think you do such an amazing job at shining bright and not hiding your light for the kingdom. Have you always been that way? And what can you share with us to encourage us and help us?
0: No, I have not always (laughs) been this way. (laughs) I've never really been shy. Like I've always been outgoing, but I didn't always use like this light for God. It was for like myself. I think the the glory I used to try to bring was like, look, Rachel's done this. Like Rachel got out of this hard situation. Rachel did all these things on her own and she gained all these accolades, which it worked for me for a minute because I'm like, I was able to do so many things on my own. But when I got to that place where I wasn't able to do it in my own strength was the first time I had to be like, okay, well, God, we're gonna have to do it another way. <laughs> and when I recognized it was God the whole time leading me through that is when I really was like, how can I look at all of these things that I've been through, all of these things that you brought me through and not want other people to experience that. Um, And so I think when I got that in my head was when I was like, look, like, yeah, I'm me and you see this person, but really the person behind me and behind this glow that you see really is God. So it took me a while to be able to be bold in that. Um, But I think once I got to the place where I was like, I don't want the glory anymore, like God, you're the only one that deserves this. (laughs) That's when I was able to start walking boldly, And even now, like I still like doubt myself all these times. Like when you're putting yourself out, it's hard. People look at people that are out front and like, oh my God, they're so amazing. But there's things that we go through all the time, like doubting if we really can do it, doubting if this is really what God has called us to do. And I think in those moments, I just have to go back to God and remind myself that he's the reason why I'm doing it. And having that in my mind, I always get to lead with his strength because in all honesty, it's not my own strength. I would have quit if it was like, I really would have quit. I would have like, y'all good. Like you can go read the Bible on your own and learn what I learned. (laughs) Um, But because I walk in that strength, it makes it a little bit easier to put myself out there and and boldly walk in the things that he wants me to do.
1: Love it. You're so amazing. Rachel, (laughs) thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>